Hello and welcome to today's Sunday podcast with Pastors Mark and Michelle Davenport. One of the traditions that many families have is sitting around the dinner table telling stories and laughing and crying. And on this Father's Day, Pastors Mark and Michelle sit around the table with the staff from City Light Church to talk about family and fathers. So please join us at the table as we build relationships with our spiritual family. All right. We're so glad you're back with us. Hope you enjoyed those videos. Just wanted to gather everybody around the table today and just kind of talk about family, fathers, and faith and uh, exactly what that means and what our families mean to us, what our fathers mean to us, and and really about our faith. And um, I really don't have any good way to to start this because conversation. Other than let's introduce everybody. Just in case there's anybody that doesn't know, we just want you to know who's up here. Excuse me, but Pastor Romeo and Pastor Andrea Billups, they are, uh, who is always taking care of our young people. Now listen, they are having withdrawals, and I'll tell you who else is having withdrawals in just a moment, but they are having withdrawals because we have not been able to really meet with our young people um, the way that we are used to meeting with them, and these are people that pour their lives into our young uh, people here at our church, and so you're going to hear from them in just a moment. How long have y'all been with us now? How many years have you been here at City Life? They've been here eight years, so I'm talking like this a long time. They've hung out with this crazy bunch, so we're glad, and we've tried to tell them we're not asking anybody to be shy, just like at your table. This may get rowdy before it's all said and done, and if it does, oh, well, it's okay. This is the best we could do, and so we're going to do it. Then at the back, you know, Pastor AJ is here visiting with us. Then right here in front of us, we have a newlywed couple that during uh, COVID, um, Angela, who was Angela Vang, Angela Angela has been with us for, how many years have you been there now, Angela? No, I mean, just like, how long have you been here with us? Yes, yeah, seven and a half, almost eight years as well, a long time, another family member. And, um, but she and Hudson got married back in April, and they are now Mr. and Mrs. Hudson Powell. So, ta-da, for all of you that didn't know, this is our sweet, sweet married couple, and Hudson has just been jumping in here, and, and I don't know if he's really been trying to be helpful as much as he's being voluntold. I mean, that's kind of what happens when you become a part of a married family, right? Yeah, even the cameraman behind the camera is shaking his head. Yes, that's just how it happens. Then immediately behind Angela is our daughter, Alora who was helping us sing a moment ago that, listen, if we let her talk on the mic, it's really about to turn into family. And so we're just letting you know, we're giving you fair warning. And then right here to my right is Pastor Angie Woolham, and she is our children's pastor, and she is the other one who is having terrible withdrawals because she loves our children and has done everything that she possibly could during this pandemic time to stay connected, so much so that she herself has had to be quarantined Well, actually both, both the youth pastors and the children pastors have had to be quarantined just because they've sort of coming, not recently, I want to make that clear, not recently, but during this season, they've had to be quarantined. Yeah, she's had to do it twice just because they're such huggers and handshakers and and, and givers. Yeah, yeah. 
she's got to stop. And then, of course, you know, this is Mark, and we're just so glad that he's gotten to be with us. He's kind of like Father Abraham. His hair's getting whiter every day, and uh, he's the Father Abraham of this bunch. And I know, I know, that's right, that's right. So anyway, today we hope you enjoy getting to peek in on our family, and we may be a little silly because we haven't gotten to be together like this Yes, and we have one that is, is sick right now uh, under the weather. And so, yeah, we're saying hey to her this morning, and we wish she was here around the table with us as well. But um, we're going to have a great conversation with you, and we hope that you'll enjoy it. So I didn't mean to cut Mark off, but I just wanted you to know who was here around the table with us today. I'm really trying to tell her that I'm at Griffin this month, and she's here, so she should be the one leading this conversation. Did you but, hear the word voluntold? Yeah, Did you yeah, hear that yeah. word a minute ago? Okay, I just wanted to be clear. So, okay. Uh, we just, we just kind of want to kind of jump in there and, um, and open it up for, for when we start talking. It's Father's Day, obviously, but one of the main things that Father stands for is for family. And so we just wanted to kind of jump in and say, tell us about your family, about, about what's special because we all have special things about our family, but what makes your family special? And and anybody, we told them to just be led of the Spirit. Yeah. And and some of this is going to be heavy, and I mean, not like crying heavy, but some of it will be very spiritual, and some of it will be very light. And and we hope you enjoy it. But we just kind of wanted to get around and talk about what family is, and hopefully spawn, uh, spark some conversation in your house. So what's special about your family? Anybody, anybody that wants to say it, if you something, something might come to your mind just immediately. Anybody? We got newlyweds, we got middle go. middle marrieds, and we got the I'll old go people. First. So anybody, yeah. Uh, what's special about my family is uh, my dad. Um, my mom left us when I was about a year and a half old, and my dad chose to take four kids and raise them. He didn't give us away. He didn't have his mother take care of us, wow. but he does, it was not even a thought. But he took care of all of us. Mm. And uh, then he married my stepmother who had her own child. He adopted her. And we're just, we are strong. We're a strong unit together. Mm-hmm. One big happy mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Six kids. That's amazing. <laughs> Best of times. That's an amazing story, too, of overcoming. It really is. It really is. Anybody Someone else jump in? in? Can people see y'all behind there? Okay, good. I just want to be sure. So are we talking like growing up family or like yeah, family yeah, like way. right now? Either way. Or? Either way. Either one, uh, I would say I'm going to go with like right now. Um, our family is big. Um, we've never lived with any of our biological family. We've always had our church family. Mm-hmm. So from the time we've gotten married, we moved. Uh, one year after marriage, we just celebrated 20 years. So our family is composed. Ooh, somebody of say praise the Lord. Wherever for that, right? we've been, our family has been the church family, and then like. Um, all the additional family members that we had that we've had over the years and so being someone who was a, who was raised by a single mom I never saw this coming yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah. like my family being so big and so yeah. wide so it's just kind of like sometimes I look back and I'm like okay God you, yeah. you have a sense of humor yeah do, do you want to add anything to that um, well I think that so I came from a background where I was fortunate enough to have a very loving um, compassionate dad actually he was um, I'm me- Mexican in ethnicity, so um, I always say that he loved fiercely, and he it. was very 
hot-headed disappears kind of a way. <laughs> and um, just from being a Mexican background, but um, I had friends who wanted to be in my house because of the type of relationship that my dad exhibited. Oh, I love that. And so what's neat about that is that I see a lot of those same qualities, those fatherly qualities in a different way, and how Romeo fathers uh, young adults oh, and, yes. and students. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. See, that's how um, you get to 20 years, people. Right, right here it is, right before you, right here. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, because of the the lack of fatherly relationships yeah. is some of the young women that we come into contact with. Yes. And so I get to see that exemplified in what he does and the relationships that he has with them. So That's so good. And and I we've, we've been an eyewitness to that. Well, in both of the cases of the... Uh, the two families that have already spoken, just that that's just, that's how they are. They just invite people into their world and they just love people and um, so much so that they risk their very own life, literally, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's been true. It's been true. That's so good though. So good. Anybody else? Y'all want to share anything? Anything? Your family? Unique? Whatever? I can, I can if y'all okay, want yeah, to. Yeah, we want you to. We want you to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we love Pastor AJ's family, so we're going to see what I he's going to say. Family. We Man, love his I, family. I, I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, it was funny. I was talking to somebody um, just this past week about how um, blessed and fortunate I am. Um, I think growing up in, you know, a preacher's home, mm -hmm. my dad's a pastor, mm -hmm. um, been a, in ministry my entire life. Um, I didn't realize how fortunate I was mm -hmm. until I got older. Um, even the things, the way he raised me, um, you know, the things that I used to be like, oh, my gosh, this, like, really, mom, do we have to have prayer, right? Yeah. Like, can we just yeah. go to bed every night, devotional yeah. and, I love it. and prayer? And we're falling asleep, and she's like, y'all are going to pray, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but that. all of those things that I once were like, oh, my gosh, yeah. really? You know, um, now it's like when I think about where my, when I raise my family yeah. and the things that I want, um, I was fortunate enough to have that upbringing. Um, and, um, just speaking to my father, man, he's, he's, he's the goat. He's, he's next level. He's, he's next level. That's um, right. so yeah, I'm just, I'm just fortunate. Um, that's so good. Ministry family. And, uh, yeah, that's so good. Good stuff. We oftentimes think that everybody has to speak to every topic, but that is not the yeah. case. Do you want to? Though? I don't want to cut you off, you, though. Hudson is ready. He's ready. ready? Go for go it. For no, it. No, he is. <laughs> Mr. Powell has the microphone. Let him go. Come on, Mr. Powell. No, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll talk about our, our current family. That's yeah. what, almost three months. Almost I three months, know. I we love yeah. it. We're so excited. Um, but it, it started a very different, a lot differently than we expected. Yeah, of tell course. them, tell, um, say just a little bit of that, Hudson. So, you so tell yeah, so them we kind were, I mean, we were planning on, a, we've been planning a wedding. We were planning a wedding for about eight months. Um, and since last August when we got engaged and uh, we were expecting about 400, about 450 people-ish. Uh, and a lot of people, um, a lot of her family, a lot of my family, um, kind of joining the two cultures, so to speak. And um we uh, kind of got a kind of hit a standstill when COVID came, um, and we had to make some hard decisions. Went from 450 people down to um, maybe a couple hundred, down to immediate family, and then we had to make the really really hard decision until my mother um, and my family <laughs> um, that hey we're yeah. getting married 15 minutes down the road and yeah. you can't attend. Yeah. Um, and so it was really hard for her to kind of take that in. Yeah. And, um, but moving from that, I think. Um, it's been interesting. We are, our family has been inside, um, kind of, I mean, our new family, our new household that's being built now, um, and me and Angela, it's just been completely inside. Um, and I think it's going to be an interesting road for us uh, with both of our family dynamics, um, just the joining of the two cultures. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
um, with um, food and, and just how we both Absolutely. do community. And it's it. just going to be a lot of fun just experiencing <laughs> that together. So. Angela's like, oh, yes, <laughs> what an adventure this is going to be. I First love it. We were going to think about waiting till the end to share this, but Angela, don't you have some special news for everybody about? Oh, you what? <laughs> no. What? He's what? so crazy. He's so She's crazy. Not... He this is no. the kitchen table. Hudson, happy, happy Father's Day. Just kidding. No, 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 no. Just kidding. The views just went up. Yeah, exactly. Like, we missed the big announcement. That is wrong, Mark. I can't believe we Mrs. did that. Powell, guess what? Yeah, they no. They didn't tell you first. No, they no, went no. On Facebook Live to tell you. Don't say that, that Mark. Good. That's not that true. That was good. Uh, yeah, that's right. not that's true. Good. It's not true. <laughs> we but we knew really, we wanted them here. We it, just didn't know why. It really yeah. is the truth, though. Y'all literally have been locked in. I mean, literally, since, since you got married. Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. Um, and they've survived. Alora, do you want to share anything no, about your doesn't. unique, crazy family? No? Nothing? Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. No. There's nothing uh -uh. unique, no. she said. Uh -uh. That's no. her word. There's nothing unique. Yeah, I love that. Is we'll there tell any her distressing that, that you want to share? We'll you need to get anything? Okay, no. She doesn't um, want to share anything right now. Okay. Another thing that's interesting about families is oftentimes we get in family and we go, I wish my, because sometimes people that watch pastors and leadership families think that we're perfect. You know, think that... I mean, they don't have any trouble. They love all the time. Now, I know people. the people in Griffin that will be watching this know it's not true. And most of the people in LaGrange know no, the they facts, know. too. they know. Everybody but, knows. But what would you change about your family? If you could go back, whether, whether, it's, whether it's now or in the past, and you say, you know what? I just wish we were doing this a little bit more. I mean, I'll, even, I'll even start off because... I mean, obviously, we're pastors home, and we're always doing church and always involved. And, and AJ saying that about his family, doing devotions. I grew up with a dad that read all the time and a mom who was studying for Sunday school and was constantly involved in stuff. But we didn't do devotions. When me and Michelle got married, it was like, are you going to do devotions together? And then we had a Laura, and it just it never happened because we just... I won't say Michelle didn't ask for it. I just knew I was going to have to listen to more Bible, and I just, there's only so much you can take. And so, look, Laura's amen in me. Hey. Basically, but, they really did. You really have had to tolerate a lot of devotion. Oh, yeah, we don't but have we, a plan time. We exactly. just get it at all different times. Here, let me just, oh, there's some more Bible that's, in the room. That's why oh. they didn't want to have a scheduled yeah. moment. But exactly. it would have been great to have said, we can limit this to 10 minutes, and we're going to do this. But I wish, I, you know, just looking back, I wish I'd have had a little bit more formative time to do that devotion that, that AJ talked about with his mom and dad. Because when Allura went on vacation with them, she said, oh, my goodness, they're like having a prayer meeting. I mean, they're like laying hands on people and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you ain't never seen that at our house, have you? <laughs> Your mama may be laying hands on you as you go out the door on a date, but she ain't never done no. Anyway, yeah, just tell us what you think. Just maybe something you change about your family. The thing I would change about my family is I'd like to have formal devotions. <laughs> Just thought I had to say that, add that in. Anybody want to say, share something maybe? It, sometimes it's hard to think on the spot like that. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you got She's now, now she feels the anointing. Okay. Well, we can change a lot, but what's unique, nothing. But um, the, I think the thing I'd change would be... Um, 
I guess this would be growing up. Growing up, I wish that, and this really doesn't, I don't know if this has anything to do with my parents, like our family, but like, I don't feel like grace was emphasized enough in my life. Like, it was all like, this is what we do, this is what we don't do, and it was all a lot of rules, but like, I didn't understand grace until I got much older much older and it was like I always understood that God had given me this free gift of salvation but like grace for me personally for when I blow it like that was foreign to me and that was foreign that I could extend it to other people because I was super harsh growing up and I don't know if that was I don't know if that I, but again that was learned somehow so it's your fault yeah. so I wish we could change that <laughs> So this is group therapy. Now we know it's just turned into therapy. Here we go. <laughs> I know. And Mark's going into prayer. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. This is going off the rails. We got to keep it on the rail. We got to keep it on the rail. Tell them I was a very good kid and I oh, didn't yes. need a whole lot of grace. No, that is, I mean, really and truly, she was a very, she was a well-behaved child. I'm saying <laughs> Mark said she's already thrown us <laughs> under the bus. I love it. Anybody else you want to share something, Pastor Romy? We actually, um, I shared this Wednesday night at prayer. Pastor had us in these circles, and he asked us some questions. And I shared with them, I remember our daughters coming to us one time and asking the question, Daddy, can we not have people at the house? Um, we have always had people in our house, sometimes up to three, four times a week. And we've actually never had a solid year and a half that we've, in 20 years, that we haven't had somebody live with us in our house. And I think the one thing that I would, would do, and I'm trying to do it now, I would have spent more time with my daughters apart from other people outside of the context of ministry. Because they were always going to events and services, and we tried to make it always seem fun and always exciting. But I think somewhere in the back of their mind, it clicked even for a 10-year-old, oh, it's just another church thing. And I think I would go back and redo that. And, you know, I don't think they, they feel like that they haven't been loved or appreciated, but I do think there have been some times they were like, um, is this our house or the church's house? Absolutely. <laughs> else? I think if I'd go back to change anything, um, my parents didn't start going to church faithfully until after we were all graduated and out of the house. I mean, we had to go to Sunday school, and uh, we went to outreach church every Wednesday night, but they never went. wasn't uh, something they would do, but they were very shy and backward and everything. But if I could change anything, that would have been really cool. One great thing about uh, the last few years before I moved here was uh, the best thing about being at church was getting to sit beside my dad. You know, getting to be in a worship service and worship with my dad. So I wish I had more times like that growing up. I'll say one quick thing, too. Um, I mean, for those of you who don't know, I grew up with three sisters, so a house full of women was, I mean, that was pretty much my life. Um, but it was totally fine. Um, but coming up on Father's Day, I think for me, like for, I think me personally, like if I would change something about me personally in my childhood, I would, I'd probably be, uh, be more self-aware because I think like, Psalms 119, uh, David goes on to say, he says, like, I, how does a young man keep his way pure by hiding his word in his heart that he might not sin against thee? And he goes on to say, he says, I will not neglect your word. Um, and I think growing up in a pretty conservative Christian home, like, I'm pretty, like, it, we were 
every, every time the church was open, we were there. My parents were leading Sunday schools. We were always in the church plays, and we were all, always doing that kind of thing. So we were always there when the church was open. Um, so I knew the word. I knew the kind of the do's and don'ts, you know. Um, but I think for me, like, I, I think I neglected the word, and I wasn't really self-aware of kind of what I was, the privilege that we were talking about, you know, the privilege of having um, at home um, and uh, going on to being in high school and really kind of having to define, like, manhood by myself, like, not by the world and, and realizing that the world has really shaped the way that I look at um, fathers and men and, um, and it really wasn't a biblical way to look at them and, um, and I can really tell that I did neglect the word that was preached in the home. Um, and, and I think it, it came from a lot of different aspects. Um, I think it really did. But um, I think if I was going to change something, I think I would be a little bit more self-aware um, and not neglect the word for sure. Anyone else? Give me just a second. Okay. All right. Then I want to kind of shift gears here because we've been talking about family. But, but this is Father's Day, and happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. We are, we, are, we are excited, and we couldn't have family without dads. I mean, we can't have them without moms. We can't have them without dads. So we are so grateful for the fathers. And I thought it might be cool to just go through and kind of list some of the things that your dad may have said. I mean, those, those things, because we all, I think everybody around the table, we've all been this person that says, you know, I'm not going to be like my parents. I'm not going to say the things my parents said. I'm not going to do the things my parents did. And then we grow up and we have become what we said we weren't going to be. And uh, so what is something your dad used to say or maybe something your dad said that you find yourself saying now? And, you know, I think it's good, too. Even, even uh, something you said as you were talking made me think, too. You know, we didn't maybe all grow up with Christian fathers. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe they got saved later in our life. You know, that could be our story. Or maybe they're not saved. I mean, I, I really don't know everybody's story perfectly. But I'm just saying, even with that, there's things that maybe they said or they didn't say even that even comes from that experience. So go back to yeah, your, I didn't mean I, to segue out of your question, but go say, back to your if question. If your dad wasn't a Christian, you may not want to say what they yeah, said. Well, now that could be true. That is <laughs> yeah. true. If you but don't say, need to say it, don't say But it. you want us to say what I, our I'm dad saying, said? maybe some sayings that yeah, your dad may I, have said. I want to say this one. The one that I remember the most that shaped my life the most is the words, remember who you are. Yep. Um, I've spoken about that many, many times and many times that I've had an opportunity to speak and preach. Remember who you are. I knew that meant two things. Number one, when you go out of that house, remember that you are representing the Lord. That was important. But number two... You're the preacher's kid. You better remember who you are because people are going to call us and tell us what you're doing, you know, all of that. But I rem for those words have come back to me so many times now when, let's be honest, when life overwhelms you and you, your, your identity starts slipping sometimes or what you're thinking about yourself starts slipping, that you have to go back to the word and you have to literally remember who you are. Who did God say that you were? And so for me, those words have come back many times when I have doubted myself, when I've beaten myself up, when I had zero grace for myself, I've had to say those words, Michelle, remember who you are. And those were, those were from my dad, really. So, Actually, I'm looking for some, but uh, because my dad used to say them all the time, but Laura's got a whole Instagram account or Twitter account of her mom's sayings, but we were, we're, this is not mom's day, this is dad's day. So 
Uh, go ahead, read those at my else. funeral. That's somebody what we else. talked about. Okay, I guess I'm up first. Um, I think the biggest memory that I have of my dad is just to say that he always said, I'm proud of you. And um, even at times when I felt like I didn't, you know, like I felt like I didn't earn it for something, some reason, he just always took moments to just hug us and tell us he was proud of us. And I didn't realize until much later how valuable that was to myself. It shapes you, doesn't it? it forms yes. you, doesn't it? Yes. That just that sense of of pride and belonging. And we're going right. to talk about that in a minute, even how yep. how challenging that is when we don't have that. That's powerful, though. Kind of a lighthearted one. My dad always said, and I said I would never say it to my kids when we have kids. But um, because I said so. But you will. But you will. I'm because I you, said so. You might because have I said so was, down. You're going to regret saying was, that. Was one that was said many times being a very, like, very hyperactive uh, young boy <laughs> yeah. in a family full of women. Yeah. Um, it was, why, why this? Why yeah. this? Why can't just, I do this? Yeah, it's yeah, just, so. nope, because I said so. I'm the dad. You're the son. <laughs> so. and now, it's, now it's archived for life yes, yes, and yes. every time your kids say your great your parents are going to bring up this video and go look here's hudson saying he would never say that aj um for me one of the things i remember um very vividly is my father telling me he was sorry um as a father for me growing up i you know with my parents and just the way i view my parents like even if they're wrong, they don't got to tell you they're wrong because yeah. they're your parents and, yeah. you know, you're the kid. And it's, But seeing my father being humble enough to say, I was wrong, I'm sorry, son, will you forgive me? Yeah. That, like, it speaks to who he is. I mean, if anybody's yeah. met my dad, that's just the type of man he is. But um, that's something I'll never forget. Um, and I hope to say to my kids one day. We're learning as we're sharing, right? I yeah. mean, that's really yeah. what we're doing is we hear these powerful shaping formational type words that were spoken over us it really does change who we are i'm sorry we yeah, got one I was more gonna, I, no, I was gonna say to aj you said i hope i get to say that to my kids one day well, not well that actually you want to be where you don't have to say you're sorry <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying you know, but i'm really saying like, you know, live in a way on. that you don't have to say you're sorry no, that's the whole goal because and let me give you context though back okay. up when my dad he got mad at me at me about something and i was trying to tell him like i didn't do nothing it wasn't my fault whatever yeah. right and he was just going in he was yelling yeah, yeah, da, 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 da. and i remember he came and i was crying whatever i got beat i ain't it wasn't <laughs> you know what i'm saying but i remember him coming back and be like i was i was angry and yeah. i didn't listen and i was wrong and i'm sorry yeah. um because i know and that's why I say, I hope if I'm yeah. ever in if the wrong, you're ever wrong, you know, because yeah. I don't want to be a proud parent. That's just like, I'm the, I'm the, you know, because I said so yeah. type, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not that I'm throwing your dad. No, I'm not throwing your <laughs> 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 Oh man. Dad. Oh, oh, Mr. Powell, this is very informative about the Powell You know family. what I'm yeah. saying, man? My this gosh, awesome. I'm done. This is awesome. Oh, awesome. Best Romeo. Romeo. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> this is so good. Um, I have a different context because I wasn't raised by my dad yeah. and I had no context of a father in my life at all. Yeah. Um, my father really didn't come into my life until I was about 27, 28. And then being raised by a strong single women, like affection and words of affirmation wasn't something that was in my family DNA. We showed that we loved you by putting food on the table, keeping the lights on, you were clothed, and that means you are loved. And so 
becoming a father, I had to learn these things. And I've actually had to do that to Savannah and say, because I, I was sorry, because when, and I, I identify with something that you said when you were in high school trying to figure out what a man is and what is a Christian man. I had to learn and listen to words that men around me were saying. Uh, when I first got saved and was in a church, God put me in a church that was uh, strong marriages. There were a lot of couples who had been married for a really long time, and I got to watch. Yeah. I got to observe, and literally, I've uh, fumbled into that. And so what I've tried to do is I don't have one word I can remember from my dad, but I'm trying to create those words for my daughter. So they'll be able to sit here and share one day. Those things, yes. You know, yes. I don't want to cut anybody off, but you said this, and it, I had these little statistics here because on a day that we celebrate fathers, um, this is just a little statistic from a couple years ago, the result of fatherlessness, and which is really what we're dealing with. It's, it actually says that the U.S. is the world's leader in fatherless homes, you know? And so on a day when we're celebrating fathers or even the ideal of fatherhood, you know, that that's a weighty word, you know, to be a father. But but it's interesting. Sixty three percent of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. Ninety um, percent of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. Eighty percent. Now, this is interesting of rapists motivated with displaced angers come from fatherless homes. I know those are heavy statistics, right? 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 85% of youth in prisons grew up in fatherless homes. 75% of all adolescent patients in drug uh, treatment centers come from fatherless homes. Um, it says that they're five times more likely to commit suicide, 30 times, 32 times more likely to run away, 20 times more likely to have a behavioral disorder, 14 times more likely to commit rape, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, 10 times more likely to abuse chemical abuses, nine times more likely to end up a, uh, in a state-operated institution, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison, all because we just don't have a father in our home. And isn't that interesting, though, as we sit here today and we're talking about this, and all of us have different stories about the way our fathers or when our fathers came in our lives or when our fathers came to know Christ or that our fathers were mighty men of God and all of that and how it did shape us and how it did form, formulate who we are. And yet we also are talking to people today that are from fatherless homes. They don't have that, you know, and maybe they're not even like you, Pastor Romeo. Maybe they didn't even get a father at 27. You know, they still don't have a father in their 60 or their 70, you know. So that's the reality of where, where we are today and why days like today are sometimes a bigger pill to swallow for some people. Some people are like, man, I'm so excited about going to get my card. My dad had devotion with me and prayed with me and, you know, and then there's other people that go, I don't even know who my father is, you know. So it's a, it's a different day that we're in today just, for sure. I just feel lit because when you say that, What's basically being said is, Romeo, you beat the odds. Yes. It's exactly what I'm saying. All those, all those yes. things said, you beat the odds. Yeah. And then Michelle said, there's people out there that are watching us that are from fatherless homes. Yes. I just feel led to have you pray oh, right like now yeah. for those men Woo. that, that may be maybe mm. sitting here going, I don't have a dad today. Yeah. I don't have anybody to celebrate. Don't have anything to celebrate. 
But you can beat the odds. Yeah. Whoever you are, so you good. can beat the odds. I love that. Would you, would you pray for them yeah. right now? Thank you, Jesus. Father, for every man, male, yes, young boy and child watching this this morning, I speak life over them that first that their identity is in Christ. And I speak that, Father, that they would come to know who they are in the Lord. Lord, I speak against fatherlessness and I speak against the wounds and the pains that has come from it. To the young men who are trying to find their way right now and they're angry and they're bitter and they're upset because their father was not there. Or even how their father treated their mother, the wounds that the enemy is using to, to exploit in their lives. I pray, Jesus, that you come in like a flood of love and even as the Lord talked about there's grace father there's grace for fathers who have dropped the ball and who feel like they can't go back and say they're sorry to their children that they can't connect with their children I ask God that you would give supernatural strength to those men watching today it's not an accident that they're watching this this morning right now and so I just speak Lord to the identity of men and they would be fathered by God and through the fathering of the spirit they would begin to love their children and their wives and I thank you for it in Jesus name I pray amen and you know I have right before me a couple of scriptures about dealing with fatherlessness the one that just came right to me as you were praying was John 14 and 18 that says I will not leave you as orphans but I will come to you whether you're 27, whether you're 18, whether you're 45, but this is the word of the Lord. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And I think we just need to be reminded of that. And, and here's the other thing too. We may not have a natural father, but I know we're going to talk just a moment even about the spiritual fathers that may be coming into a body of Christ like this, even to your local church, you automatically come into the family of God and like you get a seat at the table and you get all of this, this uh, richness that's here from all of our experiences as well. And then you add to it all the other people that are in this church and we all get to share at the table of the Lord. I, I think that we might as well just go ahead and go there because, uh, we're right there at it, and uh, I know time can get away from us because yes. we're just sitting at a table. Yeah, we're just enjoying it, and you're sitting there going, "How much longer are they going to go?" I know, I know. We don't want to keep them here all day. I mean, they got to have some celebrate, Dad. They got to have here. some lunch. Somebody's going to hit the grill sometime <laughs> today, right? Y'all got to have some. Well, honey, lunch. we got to wait till church is over. Well, okay, no. okay. We're going to have all some right. lunch here in a minute. All right. So, uh, so when we when we talk about. Uh, family, and then we talk about fathers. We have to bring faith into this because, mm -hmm. because a family with a father that has a, a a standard of faith can really drive the family. Mm -hmm. Men are supposed to be the leaders. Men are supposed to be the people that are that are that are pushing the train. And for some of us, I mean, most of us in the room, we've we've had dads that have have helped mold us. Whether they were absolutely wonderful, and I, I've said this before, sometimes. You learn by not what they do, but yeah. by what they by by what they do. You don't want to do it. My yeah. dad used to say, as an, as an evangelist, he said, "Mark, I went all over the country and I was with pastors every week." And he said, "There's some pastors I'd go into their home and I'd go, nope, I'm not doing that when I pastor. I'm going to do this though, and I'd pick up little things I wanted to do, and then I'd find out what I didn't want to do by yeah. what they did." And sometimes that's the way it is with us. But I want us to talk about spiritual fathers because we all. Uh, have have godly 
dads in our home, or maybe we maybe we don't, but we got godly people around us at church, or maybe maybe you're looking for a spiritual father. So I want to ask you, who has been your father of the faith, or who's somebody that you see as a father of the faith to you, maybe now or in the past? It's good. I'll go. I'll finally talk. Hey, finally. Um, I was wondering why listen. we brought you, and it was I just mean, to I bring was, Hudson. Well, no. everybody was talking. I didn't I know. know when to squeeze in. But Go um, So going back to the last question, working my way up to this one, my um, father worked a lot. My, both my parents did, so my siblings raised me. Um, so pretty much a father figure. Uh, um, so my brother was my father figure, I guess, at the time. And, of course, he just bossed us around, and, you know, that was the father figure I saw. And I'm like, okay, you know, cool. There was no, there's no sort of affectionate father, no father that, like, encouraged us in words, words of affirmation or anything. Um, obviously, we knew he loved us because he obviously provided for us, him and my mom both. But um, now, working up to it, being on my own, being independent, um, I had Romeo and his family take me in. I was one of the people that lived with them. <laughs> so, you know, they spiritually um, fathered me and mothered me um, to, to even the person I am today. And um, it's funny because I've had so much tension with my biological parents that I had to call my spiritual parents to encourage me through the, the journey that I was going on. And so it was just so there right now, I guess that's the big, big one. So. That's really neat, though. I mean, I don't want us to just run right over that. How cool is that, though? Your biological family's not here, but your spiritual family is. You know, how awesome is that on a Father's Day that a father is sitting at the table with you? You know what I mean? That's just an amazing thought when you think about it. Oh, <laughs> crazy. What were you going to share? Somebody else, what were you going to share before I cut you off? Anybody? I know. I don't know. You're the only one that's got a spiritual no, father. No, no, I'm no. Just yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Somebody else. Well, my, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Pastor Angie. Mine is just, mine's my dad. Mine, I mean, I've had so many ministers in my life, but because he was my dad and my minister, my pastor, um, that, that was what formulated me. Even to this day, I will call my dad for advice, you know, and say, Daddy, how would you do this? Especially because in the role that we serve as, as leaders, I can still call him even though our stories may be very differently and say, but daddy, what would you have done had you been in this circumstance or this situation, you know? And, um, and, uh, but, but there's so many, I mean, I literally could name uh, probably literally a thousand people that have helped formulate who I am. It took a village. It really took a village. And, um, uh, my mom, sometimes she'll remind me even in my young years. Um, and she'll say, you remember we used to go and preach for so-and-so and, so-and-so made you that dress or showing and I'm just like I don't even I can't even recall in my earliest memories how many people really formed my life you know and spoke into me even from my earliest ages so it really is a village so but but I think my dad for sure for sure for sure yeah go ahead Pastor Angie uh, so for me I started going to church when I was five and my spiritual father father of the faith would be my former pastor uh, started going to church at five and age 12 I basically lived at the church. They gave me a key to the church, so I lived there. As soon as I get off the school bus every day, they gave me a key, and um, even when I kind of took my scenic tour while I was fighting professionally, he never gave up on me and always believed in me, always writing, sending emails or cards and checking on me saying, hey, I know where you're supposed to be, and uh, he's never given up on me, and to this day, he's like my number one. 
is my number one call. And, uh, you know, you're funny, you talk about ride or die people yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah. He, he's, he's one of those. Yeah. He is definitely one of those. And God has just really blessed me to just bring so many people in my life, no matter where I go. Even here, God just sets up special people in my life, and um, he just really is a good, good father. Yeah, so. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there because um, for me I will mention some names, but I can remember as a young boy because so many people uh, live in a you know you got your neighbors and you got the people running down the street and you got the people at church. But I grew up in a very unique situation with my dad being in ministry and not only just in a church ministry but in the executive type role he was in and being young when he went into that role. Uh, I think we were 11 when we moved to the campground in North Georgia. So I was 11 to 15 in North Georgia running around the campground. And I can remember my dad going to camp meetings and all of the, all of the pastors that were there, like the Leon Phillips and the Harold Jones and the, uh, the Joe Edwards and all of these guys that you just, uh, Jack Harvey. And I mean, the, the list just goes on and on that I would run up to my dad and I would go, Hey, and then dad would go, this is my boy. And I just watched those guys' lives all my, I mean, as I was growing up, it was all the time. Guys like Rick Riley and Jerry Brackett at Buford. And all, I mean, all these guys just kind of helped mentor. And they didn't even know they were doing it. My dad told me one day at Lee when I was there, he said, he said something about you better watch what you're doing. And I said, oh, dad, nobody knows what I'm doing. He said, Mark Lamar Best asked about you the other day. And I went, the, like the general overseer, you're lying. I mean, you know, the former, he's not asking about me. He said, son, he asked about you. I guess he saw you at a gas station. And when I talked to him, he asked how you were doing. And I'm like, my goodness, these people have shaped who I am. One last group, though, are friends. All my friends from Scott and Wayne and Jeff and Daryl and all these guys we were in the dorm with, all of those guys have gone on and many of your fathers. I know Wayne is... Uh, is not a dad, but God, he's been mentoring so many kids uh, through ministry and just loved on youngins over and over. And I sit back and go, these guys helped shape me. Jeff McFalls, golly, they're just, it, they, they mentored me into who I am. And they're my spiritual fathers, even though we're the same age, because they're so much more mature than I am in the, in the faith. So... Well, you know, too, we were talking earlier, and we want to kind of bring this to a close, but we want to leave it on a on that that faith, uh, the family, and the fatherhood. We want to sort of tie it all together, and that really happens from the story of Moses found in the book of Exodus. You know, the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 2 uh, that, that it says a man, it doesn't even give the name, it just says a man of the home of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi, and so the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was be a beautiful child, she hid him three months because that a decree had been given, you know, to get rid of all the children. And we're talking about Moses in this story. But I think it's interesting that we don't, we don't hear about Moses' father in this story. We just know he's a man. He's a man of the tribe of Levi. But that's kind of it. You don't, you don't hear him really forming who Moses is. And then we know that, that his mother went and put him in this little, um, in the bulrush, the basket. Yeah. And put him there in the bulrush in the Nile and floated him out to the, to the river. And it was Pharaoh's daughter that, that finds him and begins to take him in and begins to make him a part of her family. 
and I just think it's interesting when you think about that. Now he's in Pharaoh's house, and now it's Pharaoh that's fathering him. You know, I've learned that sometimes we don't get to pick who fathers us. You know, we don't. And, and we don't always uh, get everything from the father, so to speak, from that one person. And I think what your point was about it taking many people. Then Moses goes from Pharaoh. Then he goes out to Midian. And now he's got a father-in-law out there who helps shape and formulate him. And again, there's another person in his life. But then he gets out in that wilderness and it's God. God begins to shape the life of Moses. And I just think that it's such a beautiful picture for us to see that our lives all zigzag and go different places. No one line has gotten us to this point, you know. Some of us came from very, I mean, we're trying to stay awake for a devotional, you know, and some people don't even know there are devotionals in their house. I'm like, what is a devotional, you know? So I'm like, we come from all different places, And I think that that's why the Lord puts the story of Moses in the word for us so that we can see that sometimes being father doesn't look conventional. It doesn't look like one picture. And and that's what I think we have to be careful of on a day that we say it's Father's Day. If we're not careful, we're looking for that one Hallmark card picture that says this is Father's Day. But I would hope today, number one, that you would look around. You may not even be a man. It might be a, a lady watching this today, and you go, let me think for a minute about who has helped father me, you know, who, who's helped develop me in my life. But maybe you are a, a gentleman watching or a young, young person watching, and you're saying, who is it that's helping to shape my life now? And then maybe you're looking around and you're thinking about the people, but I want you to understand that there is a God, the God that we all has brought us to this table as a family of God, that God is seeking after you as well. It's what he said. He said, if if you're an orphan, I want to come to you. I don't want you to be orphaned. I want you to be loved by a good father. And so I just think that today as we think about this Father's Day and try to put it in proper context, that if you're sitting there alone and you have no one but yourself, I want you to know there's a good father. And he sent a family to come and gather around the table with you today, this morning, to say Jesus loves you, to tell you that he cares about you, that he's reaching out with arms of mercy to say, come into the family of God. You don't have to stay on the outside. You know, that's what the world wants us to think right now. Everybody's got to be divided and you got to pick sides and you can't be a family like this. It's a lie. I want you to understand that. That's a lie from the enemy. This is proof today that we can sit around the table together with God as the father of the family. He joins us together. He fitly joins us together so that we can be the family of God. So I just want to say to you today, if you're out there and you're lost and you're hurting, today you can say, Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Come in and father me. And, and also, Lord, while you are fathering me, put the right men and women of God around my life. Help me find a local church. Maybe it's going to be an online church for right now during this pandemic, whatever the case may be. But help me find an assembly of people that I can gather with, that I can now begin to be developed and be form, uh, formed from the word of God, just like you did with Moses, that right now we're all kind of in a desert season. Let's be honest. This all feels like the wilderness to us during this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it does. 
But God can even father the parks as he likes the wilderness. God help us all. You stay there and I'm going to the promised land, okay? I know, he's so crazy. Anyway, can you imagine this man? I'm just telling you, being a father. He's a good father, though. I got one back here to prove it. He is, he is, he is. He's a good friend. But I just want to invite you to come to know Jesus today if you don't. And this joy that we have, it's not manufactured. It's the real deal. This is what you'll find if you come and sit with us at a table in a restaurant or if you stop by the office. This is the kind of fun, silliness that you'll find. But we all have deep hearts knowing that had it not been for God that came to all of our homes and came to all of our hearts, none of us would have been able to be at this table today. So on this Father's Day, we just want you to know, first of all, we wish you a very happy Father's Day, but we want you to know that the God that we serve is why we can celebrate a Father's Day, even if we have been fatherless as a real fatherless individual on the planet Earth, we can be fathered by the great father, the good father. Amen. I think, I think we... We'd love to pray and just close this out. But I want everybody to get ready because after we finish, I want you just to say one thing to, to, to dads or to your dad or to family or, to, or to, to people that might be listening. But let's just let's pray and then we'll close out. Heavenly Father, we again are grateful for dads. Lord, they are, they are, they are uh, instrumental in directing us. And even in our own lives, those dads that... that that we had or didn't have, but we looked to someone else, a spiritual father, that they helped mold us. Lord, we thank you for them, and we are so gracious that you allowed them into our lives for however long they were there. Lord, I ask now that you allow your grace and mercy to be with those that have been watching. I hope they've enjoyed this time around the table with us. But, Lord, I also ask that they, I, I pray that they've, they've grabbed hold of something, that they could be a dad to someone they could be a mom to someone who doesn't know Christ. They could be an example that that person's going to sit at a table one day and say, I wasn't in ministry. I didn't have a dad. I didn't know anything about this stuff. But someone loved me enough to give me a key or to give me an open door or to give me a, an opportunity. And, Lord, let that change the course of their life. Lord, we again thank you for this time. Be blessed in everything that we do so that you get the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So one thing that you want to say as we go out, go. To all the fathers, uh, fatherhood is a kingdom idea. It's from heaven, and you are needed. There's somebody that needs you to be a father in their life. So whether if you're doing it now or you feel like you can't do it, you can do it, and you are needed to be a father on the earth. How do I follow that up? Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Yes. If I could say anything, just be a voice of encouragement to anyone that you may encounter today. Share God's love. Be God's love to people around you. And happy Father's Day, truly, to all, especially to all of the fathers of wisdom, those that are 60 and above. We love you and we appreciate you. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Um, love you, thankful for you um, in my life. Um, and to all the fathers of City, all the men of City Light, um, there's some great men in this church um, just that I think of. So happy Father's Day to you. Um, love you guys. I would say probably just, we say this a lot in our house, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So um, I think that even though you don't think somebody's watching you, dads, fathers, upcoming fathers, people are, 
um, and you're setting an example whether you want to or not. So um, set that example well um, and seek the seek first the kingdom of God for sure. No, we didn't. Go, Angela. I don't know what to say. Happy Father's Day, <laughs> Dad. Perfect. Uh, you have to. If Angela's going to say something, you. If Angela says something, oh. What you say for them? Happy Father's Day. Forget it. We're passing her. Go ahead, Pastor Angie. Just want to say <laughs> happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And just to go back to what you said, you don't have to be a father. You don't have to be a dad to, to be a father to someone That's else right. who don't have one. That's right. uh, those kind of people played important roles in my life. Uh, love you, Dad. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Well, I want to say happy Father's Day to my dad, of course, um, in Texas. And also, I want to say happy Father's Day to my grandfather, who turns 95 this next week. He's been a father to me for a long, long time. And last but not least, I want to say happy Father's Day to this man. And um, let me tell you why. Um, he has been a father in our home, and he has fathered. He has been a playmate to Alora. There's been no doubt about that. And I have a lot of gray hair from this man. Yes, we're getting gray together. But I do want to say this. He has been a true father, not only in our home, but he fathers churches. He fathers people. Um, I've watched him go and put gas in people's car. I've watched them go and get batteries for people. I've watched him go and pay for hotel rooms. I've watched him move people. Uh, with, I mean, I've, I have seen, he, yeah, talk on the phone. Oh, now she's back here talking now. Now Laura's getting it out of her system. What we want you to understand is we have been a living witness of this man's fatherhood going well beyond our personal home. And so I know that he gets that from his father. I know his father fathered him well the same way. And um, we're grateful for you. And it was very important to me that if we were going to get to sit at the table uh, to be here today, that he sit at this table with us because he is the father of this house and uh, we honor him today, and we thank God for you. Happy Father's Day to you. And that's why we did this. That, that right there was it. We finally got that settled. Uh, I really was, that's kind of where I was going to go. Not that I was a father, but I, I feel uh, the, uh, the burden of being a dad to, uh, and, I, and it's taken me several years to understand that when people call you pastor, they in turn are calling you their dad, their father, their leader, and, uh, and I, do, I do appreciate every one of you, and uh, we love you, and we appreciate you, and we are, we are uh, in love with, uh, with our churches and with our people, and we love, if your kids don't have a dad, I'm, I'm good to play with them anytime. Uh, I, am a, I, I love to have play days, so we, we are, we're open for those kind of things, yes. So God bless you, we love you, and I hope you have a happy and great Father's Day. God bless you. Peace out. Thank you for listening to today's Sunday podcast. If you'd like to keep up with the latest podcast, please subscribe to the Pastor Mark and Michelle Davenport podcast in Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. If you'd like more information about City Light Church, please visit citylightchurch.net or if you'd like more information about Griffin Centerpoint Church, please visit gcpcog.com.